Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Well, as usual, the salient question of the day, are you ripping the process of, have you done it already, taking the Matrix cable out of the back of your head, or are you still distracted with a novel idea that this election will fix things? Welcome to the Mark Reslin Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be, and I cannot stress that enough, radio the way it should be, and uh, and we are going to tackle these types of issues. We are not going to back away ever on my show from what the real problem is. There is no, we have no time to waste on sophomoric ideas. And I'm going to get to a few of those today. Um, and there, there are some ideas floating around out there that are catching a lot of attention. And people are, you know, well, now that's what we need to do. That'll fix the problem, Kreslins. Will you get off your stupid secession ideas? If we just do this thing, well, that'll fix it. Uh, well, you know, it's time we move past those ideas into difficult, yes, but real solutions versus sophomoric ones that continue to paralyze the conservative mind out there. Uh, so anyways, I'm glad you joined us here. Uh, we're live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time to 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, then I'm followed by my good friend Mike Church, host of the Mike Church Show. He picks up at 8 o'clock, takes it to 11-ish. And then we've got a whole host of programming uh, going on throughout the day. Uh, my website is markkreslins.com. You can email me through that website, mark at markkreslins.com. Go to my Facebook page, Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. Please like the page while you're there. It's another way for us to stay in touch with each other. And boy, do we need to stay in touch with each other. These are perilous days, folks. Uh, Mordor is on the move. We all know it. And... I know the great struggle we face is trying to figure out what to do about it with people still depositing great deals of hope in November 8th. So um, please, while you're over at my Facebook page, like the page. It enables us to stay in touch with each other. I'm also on Twitter, Twitter at Mark Kreslins. I tweeted out this morning's first uh, topic that we're going to get to. And there's a lot to get to, of course, as you can imagine. Uh, well, right out of the gate, let's just talk about the, what happened up there in Wisconsin last night. Paul Ryan, not surprisingly, uh, destroyed his opponent. Now, this is, an, this is a perfect example of what I mean about sophomore solutions versus real ones. I cannot tell you how many people were convinced in their heart of hearts that that guy, I forgot his last name now, Paul Nayland, maybe a good guy, I don't know him from Adam, but there were so many people that were predicting the fall of Paul Ryan and really getting emotionally connected that they're going to see the toppling because that happened to Eric Cantor over there with Dave Bratt and Virginia. Well, the next conservative mark is Paul Ryan. We're going to take him out. Well, you know, only in very odd and unique situations can that occur. Um, you really do need very low voter turnout. You need a great deal of money by your opponent or a massive political ground game to pull something like that off, to take down the Speaker of the House. Yet, I cannot tell you, I can only imagine how many rock-solid conservatives are disappointed today with the outcome of what happened up there in Wisconsin yesterday with Paul Ryan 
prevailing by not a small uh, margin, by the way. It appears he's going to win with 80% of the vote. So we saw this last week in Kansas, where 11 uh, state conservative state representatives or senators were summarily dismissed from the Kansas legislature by more moderate uh, Republicans. And uh, so, you know, coming to the realization of what your actual resources are is really important in this, in this battle we are engaged in. Conservatives, because of what happened in the 80s, because of the emergence of the religious right <clears throat> and the seeming power they possessed, in Washington, D.C., with the moral majority that then became the Christian Coalition, the rise of the Heritage Foundation, uh, there, used to, there, there really was a period of time where conservatives carried some weight. They actually had some weight in, in, at the table of ideas. Um, they actually could influence um, policy. But I will tell you, not as much as they thought they could. Believe me, I worked there um, during the Reagan revolution. And I can assure you, uh, we didn't accomplish nearly as much as conservatives, uh, believe they were going to accomplish. And that's just a fact. Again, as I pointed out in the show yesterday, Reagan had pledged to end the department of education. Hey, Christopher, can you look up and see if the department of education is still functioning? Is, is there still a department of education? He also got into a tussle with the National Endowment of the Arts. A, a puny, tiny, little, stupid federal agency that sends out and supports starving artists to uh, make some of the most disgusting art, and then you get to help pay for it. Yes, they were small grants, sometimes in the thousands of dollars, low thousands, like a couple thousand, sometimes more than that. I don't care if it was one dollar. Number one, as we all know, I almost hate to say it, but where in the Constitution does the uh, Congress have the authority to create the ah, blah, 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 blah. I don't even say that stuff anymore. That's just, that's just more gobbledygook. But he got into a tussle over the National Endowment for the Arts. All the conservatives came to his side and said, we are going, let me see if we can find that, uh, Robert Maplethorpe. Remember that guy? What, what, what did he do? Didn't he do some art with homosexual erotic art or something? Um, come on, Christopher, you're a, uh, you're a uh, repository of strange facts. Uh, you must remember Robert Maplethorpe. Well, you probably don't because you are not old enough to remember that. Let's see. Uh, let me see if we can find it here. Homoerotic. Well, anyways, I can't find it right? naturally. Just you know, when things come to my mind, I probably shouldn't. Um, I probably shouldn't try to find them while I'm live on the air. Let's see. Well, I can't find it here. Anyways, you know, he did some homoerotic art and, well, if you want to call it art. I mean, it's kind of disgusting what art, art is today. But nevertheless, you know, he couldn't uh, – it was pretty disgusting stuff. And, and with all the conservative outcry, the Eagle Forum, the, all the Christian conservative groups that were popping up out of nowhere in the 80s, guess what we couldn't stop? Couldn't stop – funding that silly little agency. I think they struck a million dollars or a couple million bucks from their budget or something. You know, something ridiculous like that. Typical conservative move. <clears throat> Let's strike a couple million dollars, keep the agency going and declare victory and move on to the next loss. <laughs> but I, I want to use the Ryan uh, defeat or victory of last night to just make a point that's crystal clear. Conservatives don't have as much power as they think they do. They got a lot of big blowhard uh, uh, voices, but the, the, here's the perfect proof. 
In Wisconsin, they could not muster enough of a ground game to take out a uh, a Paul Ryan. Yet there were people in the past few weeks who were pretty sure, oh, Ryan's coming down. You just watch, Kreslins. He's coming down. No, he's not. You know, these, those 11 conservative uh, representatives in Kansas, they got taken out by moderates as well. When you come to the conclusion that the status quo sophomore exclusions aren't working, what do we do? Well, it seems like we say, let's just keep going with more status quo solutions. We recognize it's not working. Kreslins, we recognize that it didn't work even in the 80s. We felt good because uh, we had Newt Gingrich in the 90s and we had all kinds of other conservatives out there uh, in the Congress and in the White House with Reagan that would talk to us and make us sound like they were with us. And Kreslin, sometimes that's, that's what's important in this great battle is that we feel good about the, uh, the, the, the plans that we're uh, engaging, even if they won't work. Uh, we uh, we want to feel like they do. Well, folks, it was a guarantee that Paul Ryan, unless he was caught, you know, robbing a bank and his mask fell off, uh, it was a guarantee Paul Ryan was going to win and hold his seat. Uh, number one, he's the Speaker of the House. Number two, as Speaker of the House, do you have any idea the amount of resources he has access to? Not just financial resources, but ground game resources. Folks, we cannot win if we don't even understand who our adversary is. If we don't even understand what our adversary has at their disposal, we cannot win anything. This is exactly the lesson here in Oklahoma of House Bill 1552. Was it a good idea? Yes. Why? Because I wrote the legislation. (laughs) So that automatically makes it a good idea. No, I'm, I did write the legislation, but it was a good idea doesn't automatically gain traction and win a, uh, in a political battle. If, if that was the case, we would have ended abortion uh, 42 uh, years ago. So... Is it a good idea to take out Paul Ryan? Probably. But good ideas don't work without the necessary resources to make them work. Paul Ryan had access to enormous resources and keep his family in that seat. You do understand that Paul Ryan knows that within another within another couple of years is going to make bank. He could leave Congress now and probably pull a seven-figure, yes, that's right, a million-dollar source of income from a whole host of of, uh, companies, special interest groups, roundtables. He could be on boards of a whole host of corporations and draw a seven-figure salary, annual salary. Yes, he knows he's living on a paltry $235,000. I think that's what the speaker's salary is because, after all, he's so important. He has to make more than the average $175,000 the average congressman makes, just the lowly first-termer. But a speaker of the House and with such importance, number three in the line of succession, succession to the White House, he, he's making a paltry 235 I think that's what it is. But he ain't no dummy. He knows that if Trump uh, loses badly and Hillary wins and with it goes the House and he becomes the majority leader, if he's tired of it, uh, he doesn't, from what I hear, he likes to spend time with his family, which hats off to him. I'm glad he does. He very easily could, uh, 2017, uh, resign the majority leader position and go into uh, lobbyist land and start raking in the real money. 
Remember yesterday I spent a whole segment in the beginning on corruption. This is another side of it. I, I, there's so many uh, layers to peeling this onion. You, you peel one back and then there's 25 more in front of you. These guys know that if they keep their noses clean and if they rise up in leadership especially, these are not who you think they are, these people. They are not. But I know they make themselves look like they're patriots and they're, uh, you know, the next Thomas Jefferson and, you know, these moral crusaders out there. It's just they know how to use the language, folks. They know how to say to you uh, what you want to hear. In the Bible, it's referred to tickling of the ears. These guys are masters at it. But don't think for a moment selfishness, self-aggrandizement, isn't at the heart of it for them. Paul Ryan could leave in 2017 if Trump loses badly and Hillary wins and they lose and the Republicans lose the House and go off into lobbyist land or special interest land or, or multinational corporation land and, uh, and pull down seven figures. I think I read something about Eric Cantor doing something with lobbyists now. This is So people who thought in Wisconsin, as well-meaning as you are, that you were going to take Paul Ryan. I didn't comment on this for the past few weeks because, you know, I just don't want to discourage people all the time. Uh, people who thought that, you know, they were going to take out Paul Ryan it was never going to happen. Just like restoring the Constitution is never going to happen. Just like taking back Washington, D.C., whatever that means, is never going to happen. Just like making America a Christian nation again is never going to happen. I can go through a litany of causes that conservatives, and certainly Christian conservatives, believe is the path forward and shoot every one of them down. Because they're all focused on a national solution, a one size. They're no different than the Democrats. It's just the, the ideas behind the um, efforts are different, i.e. most conservatives and, and certainly Christian conservatives want to create a more moral culture from a Christian perspective. Most Christians believe Uh, They have a kind of entitlement to America because they believe that America is a Christian nation. Democrats just have a different opposing view. They believe in the goodness of government. They believe that government is a force for good. It's a tool to be used to make people better people. And I'm talking about the ground people, not not the megalomaniacs at the head of these things. I'm talking about the ground people, the, the well-meaning people who carry the signs, who go out and knock on the doors and all this stuff. Most of them are just well-meaning people that really want to see things change. But their, their, their strategy is hinged on something that will never, I will make the prophetic, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but I'm going to get close. I'm going to issue a prophecy at 620 here on 810 2016. And the prophecy is simple. Conservative ideas will never, ever reign supreme in Washington, D.C. There. Book it. Bookmark it. Prophet Kreslins just said to abandon those ideas because they will never, ever, 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 times 500 ever, ever prevail in Washington, D.C. Never. Paul Ryan was never coming down. He was never going to be taken out. So, which leaves us with a very uncomfortable position, doesn't it? Let's assume Prophet Kreslins is right. Well, then, what do we do? always comes back to that because political activists are by nature activists. They want to do something. They have a vision in their mind of a better 
way of life, a better country, a better whatever. They're trying to conserve traditional ideas from the conservative side. Political activists on the progressive side are trying to expand a belief in the goodness of man, that if man is just given the right set of circumstances, he'll do the right thing. Well, that is just demonstrably false. We have all sorts of examples, certainly just let's restrict it just to politics, where people have had the total ability to do the right thing and they don't. For example, this is to you Republicans out there. Your party had the ability to send the abortion issue back to the states when it had total control of Washington, D.C. Now, let's ask, ask the fundamental question, did they? That's it, just simple question, not complicated. Based on your analysis of the beginning of the 21st century, when the Republicans had total control in Washington, D.C. of the House, the Senate, and the White House, did they send the abortion issue back to the states whereby some states would have ended that evil practice within their state borders? Did they do that, yes or no? You can Facebook message me with your answer. You can Twitter me with your answer. You can send me an email or you can call me at 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723 with the answer. You see, folks, the progressives believe that if we just create the right set of circumstances, man, who is inherently and generally good, will do the right thing. Well, here's a right set of circumstances. Total control of Washington, D.C., decades of running around on a pro-life platform. We're going to end abortion. I cannot tell you how many congressmen, leading congressmen, showed up at the March for uh, Life rally every January to proclaim fidelity to the idea of ending abortion, including George W. Bush, a speaker one year there. And when given the ability to do a good thing, and do actually do good, fail to do so. And think of how many babies died as a result of that. Well, we know how many died subsequent to that failure in Washington, D.C., And that's at a very big level, but, you know, why do we have robbery? Why do we have deception? Why do we have lies to advance careers? Because man is not inherently good. Certainly, the testimony of the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right in the book of Romans. All have sinned. Not Kreslin, you've misread that verse. It's it's 94.6% of the people have fallen, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You don't understand Greek very well, Kreslin's. If you understood Greek the way I do, there's a little nuance to that uh, participle that all actually means 96.8% of the people are are uh, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And those other uh, 4%, they're, they're the ruling elite. They're the ones who tell us dummies down here what to do. Even if we take it just from purely a moral perspective. Everybody in this listening audience has been wronged by somebody at some point. There is clear evidence that man is not inherently good. 
We do evil things. We do wrong things. We wrong one another. There has only been one perfect on hashtag the planet Earth. One. Not two, not nine. One. In all of recorded history. So we must then conclude that man is not inherently good. Can man do good things? Of course man can do good things. My gosh, we make these either-or assertions when we come up with a philosophical concept. Man is capable of doing good things. After all, he, it is Imago Dei, right? We are created in his image, even though we've been marred by the fall of man. It doesn't mean we all became demons. We are capable of extraordinary acts of good and kindness and love and creativity. But man is not inherently good. And the progressive idea of just creating the right set of circumstances for everybody and hashtag the American Union and you just watch good break out everywhere, Kreslins. If we just do a little bit more investing in education, if we just invest a little bit more into our elderly population, you want to talk about some of the worst people in the world. <laughs> that baby boom generation, uh, I don't think we're going to be referring to that generation as the greatest generation. Let me just assure you of that. But Kreslins, if we just invest a little bit more in our social infrastructures, then you just watch the goodness of man emerge. And before you know it, Everything's going to be just fine. Um, you just watch, Kreslins, if we spend a little bit more on cost of living increases for our elderly, you just watch, everything is going to be hunky-dory. If we just invest a little bit more money in uh, free education... If we create the circumstances for man to be what he naturally wants to be, which is good, then this is going to happen. This right here is going to break out everywhere. You just watch. I'd like to build the world a home. If we create the right set of circumstances, you just watch the goodness of man come out. They're going to they're gonna get the New Seekers album, and they're going to play this song in their uh, earbuds as they hum it around the streets. You just watch for peace to break out everywhere, Kreslins, if we just invest. Well, that's the progressive mindset out there. You're competing you conservatives out there, Christian conservatives, are competing against a group of people for power in Washington, D.C., who really do believe this. On the other hand, you believe you're trying to conserve a certain set of ideals that have to do maybe with the scriptures, maybe with a sense of traditional morality, based on the need for man to self-constrain, and if he won't self-constrain, he will be externally constrained. And somehow, people think that the solution to that, to advance that idea, 
is gaining power is to gain power in Washington D.C. Come on, folks. Given a choice of eating steak, represented by the progressive movement, a nice, juicy, perfectly cooked, medium rare steak with sautéed mushrooms, properly seasoned, and a hunk of liver fried, representing the conservative movement, what do you think people will choose? Would you choose liver? Now, there probably are some liver lovers in this audience, but would you choose liver or a beautifully cooked ribeye? Well, the progressives are offering the easy route, folks. They're offering the steak. Our ideas are being painted as liver. Guess what the majority of people are going to choose? What did the majority of Wisconsinites in Paul Ryan's district choose yesterday? The steak, the easy solution. He's a speaker of the house. He controls. So he has so much power. Think of the money he's going to bring back to our district. Think about the pride we get to, we get to carry around knowing the speaker of the house is from our district. Or the liver. Unseating the speaker of the house. Just use common sense here, folks. Which one was bound to win yesterday? And in this national election circus, battle for power in Washington, D.C., as it's been for the last three decades, what are people choosing? What is the data showing? Making clear People are choosing the stake of the progressive movement. It doesn't matter whether it's not, whether or not it's stake. It doesn't matter. They're telling the people, if you vote for us, you're getting a stake. We're telling the people, the conservative movement is telling the people, if you vote for us, we're going to give you liver. We're going to ask you to self-restrain. And if you won't self-restrain, we're going to erect a system to bring about restraint. Do you think that's a popular notion? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, just watch, watch TV and see just how popular conservatism or Christianity is out there. Now, we've done a lot of this to ourselves, by the way. We haven't exactly walked the straight and narrow ourselves, nor led by example. Now, some have. Folks, this is not hard. Don't get all ginned up by emotions about what you think is or should happen in Washington, D.C. It can't happen. They are offering free steak. And conservatives are trying to peddle liver. The testimony of the world of recorded history is that man does not want to self-restrain. He doesn't. And man will be duped and fall prey to a progressive ideology... At the drop of a hat. I mean, you did you all see the Bernie Sanders rant rallies? That's our future. These people think they are entitled to free education. They are not morally restrained. They are not stopping and saying, hmm, I wonder who's going to pay for that. I wonder how it's going to get paid for. That doesn't cross their mind. They have not been raised probably in families that have a moral point of view like that. They've probably, they've certainly not achieved that kind of economic reasoning in in their public education system that the government can't really ever give anything for free. (laughs) They didn't get any of that training in your local government indoctrination camp. Most of them don't go to church. The numbers are dramatically falling off about people who are attending church. Plus, most pastors don't want to talk about that stuff. 
They might offend somebody. So where are these people who showed up at the Bernie Sanders rally supposed to get a sense of morality about the claims Bernie Sanders was making that we're going to give you stuff for free? How are they? uh, Why wouldn't they be cheering? Folks, the progressives are offering stake. And you're going to watch. I'm, I'm telling you, this is, I, I'm not, this, now I want to back up. This is not a prophecy from Prophet Kreslin's. What I'm about to say is not a prophecy. I just issued a prophecy earlier uh, in the show where I declared that uh, the conservative movement will never win in Washington, D.C. I am, I am now issuing a opinion. This is not a prophecy. This is now just an opinion. It is my opinion at this stage of the game that this national election circus will be a blowout one way or the other. I'm unsure which way it's going to go. Uh, and I, I, uh, I think I've seen some uh, organized complicity against the Trumpster that is breathtaking. And that may work. Don't, don't discount the power of embarrassment, folks. This is where I think Trump is very vulnerable. He can motivate 20% of the people just because he yells a lot and says, you know, hard, hard things. We're going to get this guy. We're going to do this. We're going to blah, blah, blah. But that's the base. Don't think that embarrassment is not a tool that propagandists use to embarrass people away from voting for the Trumpster. And you're seeing that right now. That's why you don't see a lot of... Why, drive around your town. How many, how many Trump stickers are you seeing on cars? I haven't seen one yet, and I live in Oklahoma. The reddest state in the union. I've seen a few signs, yard signs. Use that as a, as a gauge of the embarrassment factor out there, folks. So I am of the opinion, again, I'm not issuing a prophecy here. I will maintain my morning prophecy that the conservatives will never, ever control Washington, D.C. in the way that most conservatives think it should be controlled. That will never happen. I am now issuing an opinion that I'm unsure of which direction this election is going to go. But I do think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. If it is a blowout towards Hillary, it will be, it will be because there are demographic shifts in our country right now that conservatives just like to ignore because they like to believe in the power of their liver argument that if we can just tell the people to self-restrain or create a system of government where we force them to restrain, that will restrain them. You know, Dr. Dobson, who headed up and who heads up an organization, he's, he's retired from the organization now, I, I believe, uh, called Focus in the Family. He once uh, gave an example of this very concept at work. He said he was flying somewhere on a trip somewhere, and there was a mother and her uh, young son sitting next to her, and the young son son was out of control, disrupting the uh, pay, the uh, fellow flyers uh, nearby and um, fellow passengers nearby, and it was going on and on and on. And the stewardess came up to her and asked her to please try to control her son, that it was disruptive to the other passengers, it was a long flight, and so the mother, with a sense of embarrassment and, and <clears throat> frustration, grabbed her son and put him in the seat, buckled him in. And as Dobson was watching all this play out, he remarked that he looked in the child eye, child's eyes, and this is what he saw. I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. Folks, getting power, legal power, to try to compel people 
to restrain themselves is essentially the same thing as forcing people to say, you may be making me do this by law, but on the inside, I'm standing up. You may be making me sit down on the uh, outside, but inside, I'm standing up. That's the liver that um, conservatives are selling if they can get control of Washington, D.C. Why wouldn't Hillary, even the criminal Hillary Clinton, the evildoer Hillary Clinton, why is it beyond imagination that she could win in a blowout because she is going to offer a beautifully cooked ribeye? Those Bernie Sanders voters and the typical progressive wants nothing to do with self-restraint or a system of government that will restrain people when they won't self-restrain. And there are large numbers of them, friends. And it's utterly naive to ignore that fact. There are massive demographic changes that have occurred in hashtag the American Union. And those demographics are going to dictate the future, not the conservative argument that if we can just get control of Washington, D.C., if we, you've had it before, by the way, but let, let's forget the fact that we had it before. If we can get it once again, while you just watch, we are going to see a revival. And if they won't revive, we are going to create a set of laws that are going to make them sit down. Even though we know inside they'll be standing up. Folks, laws don't change hearts. you might be able to control behavior. Might. But just like that little boy on that plane and that little child I saw at the grocery store yesterday, you may screaming, having an apoplectic meltdown in the middle of the store. Mom strapped her in or him into the uh, grocery cart, and it was clear he was saying, you may be strapping me in, but I'm standing up. Be careful what you're trying to get here, folks. Number one, I'm not so sure the conservatives are living this out very well themselves, these ideas of self-restraint. Why do we have a divorce culture like we do? Hmm? 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 Oh, Kreslins, listen. All we want now is the Federal Reserve to be audited. Forget about... Uh, uh, Strengthening marriage and families. We want the Federal Reserve to be audited. <laughs> we're no longer for life. Well, we say we are, but we're really not. But we, doggone it, Kreslins, we want that Federal Reserve audited. I'm not so sure we are living up to the standards we claim the government should be living up to ourselves. So, all that to say, <clears throat> Paul Ryan was a shoe-in. There was no doubt he was going to win. He's going to win, it looks like, by 80 to 20. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, the 11, I'm sure there were many conservatives in Kansas that thought, well, we'll hold on to a conservative uh Represent, represent our conservative representatives and senators in in uh, in Kansas. Well, eleven of them got shown the door by moderate Republicans. Oh, that's that great Republican Party. Oh yeah, yeah. Count count me in on that. <laughs> Give me some more of that. You know, can you put a little bit more peanut butter on that peanut butter sandwich? I don't have enough. Give me some more of that Republican Party. Oh yeah, that's that's the solution. There it is. Now that's now that's creative thinking. Let's just get let's just get. 
the Republicans in power. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Chrislands, you just watch. You watch, Chrislands, your stupid prophecy. We're going to come back and we're going to throw that thing right in your face. When, when we conservatives through the Republican Party take power, you just watch, Chrislands. We're going to make you choke on that prophecy. <laughs> uh, I think that calls for, uh, I think I'm just going to live in this land with everybody else. I think I'm going to go back to the 70s and Quaaludes. Life seemed so much simpler back then. You know, I really used to like this stuff, guys. This this was one of my favorites. For you love children in the 50s, you'll know who this is. Melanie. Come on, Russ in Wisconsin. You know you remember this. Sisters of the Sun. Uh, I gotta skip through her talk. Candles in the rain. Men can live as brothers. There it is. Come on, Russ. You remember this. Well, anyways, you know, maybe I need to go back to the 60s and 70s. Life seemed so much simpler back then. Uh, all right. Well, listen, folks. If uh, <laughs> Let's see some of the smart aleck comments I'm going to get now. <laughs> I know they're coming. Uh, let's see. If you, uh, if you do enjoy this kind of radio, sometimes we just have to make fun of this stuff, folks. We just, you know. It's serious. I recognize it. Come on. If you listen to the radio program, you know I take this seriously. But at times, playing a little bit of uh, Mel- uh, Melanie or uh, playing a little bit of Holding Hands and singing Kumbaya uh, just takes me on a little nostalgic walk back in time where a quaalude, a doobie, and, uh, <laughs> and life, I was, I was right, <laughs> as we used to say. Oh, gosh. I'm glad I'm born again now, though. So, uh, anyways, if you like this kind of radio, which probably you don't at this point, you're probably tuning off, uh, then please consider becoming a Founders Pass member today and don't put it off. The Veritas Radio Network is giving away a free autographed by writer and producer and director Mike Church, a free DVD copy of The Road to Independence, the movie. The real story of America's struggle for independence, the critically acclaimed, groundbreaking feature film that tells the dramatic story. And I mean, it's really good, by the way, folks. You've got to get this. You see, everybody in the Mark Kresslin Show listening audience should own a copy of this because you're going to learn great things from this video that you did not know. You did not get through your public education system. You didn't get through uh, your college training or any postgraduate training. 
You didn't get from mainstream conservative talk radio. You need to get your hands on this, on this, uh, on this video. Because it tells the real story of Patrick Henry, George Washington, and Thomas Jefferson's heroic efforts to lead their countrymen to a declaration of independence. Folks, that's where we have to go. No strings attached, no conditions, just become a Founders Pass member. Or better, become a founding brother, a founding father, or a crusader, and we'll ship you the DVD with the case signed and dated by Mike Church for free. This promotion ends August 30th, so subscribe today, and you'll also be registered to win our monthly giveaway of a Grace Digital Mondo Radio that is pre-programmed with the Crusade Channel as preset number one. In other words, when you fire that radio up, guess what the first radio station comes up on that radio? The Crusade Channel. Now, if you become a founding father or crusader, or make a 500 dollar cash donation to our monthly crowdfunding campaign not only will you get the dvd the road to independence you will also get a free beautiful handcrafted wooden kitchen cutting board from our good friends at mcclureblock.com that's mcclure m-c-c-l-u-r-e block.com go to the website you'll get you'll be stunned with the product selection they have there so please join our crusade today and become a Founders Pass member at a minimum by going to VeritasRadioNetwork.com, clicking on the Join button, and you will see a whole host of ways that you can join. Or you can even call in with your information, and we'll take it over the phone by calling 866-483-3833. What did I say? For, uh, I'm sorry, 866-483-3833. That's how you can do it. You're... Listening to the Mark Kreslin Show here on the Crusade Channel, our number is 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723. Give us a call if you'd like to weigh in on the first segment. You're listening to the Mark Kreslin Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be.